Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast. I'm Shauna. And I'm Corey. And this week in our cup is our tried and true coffee that we love. And Always. So this good. is not that interesting. We need to get more coffee flavors in the mix. Yeah, I don't really like flavored coffees or anything like that. Well, I just mean other brands. I do have a friend who is opening a coffee. Yeah, we keep talking about so this. And so he's bringing a buy this week. And so next week, I think we'll try that out. And we'll be able to promote his new coffee brand. But until then. We're sticking to our single origin organic exactly. El Salvadorian blend. Exactly. We love it. Uh, and uh, we have shortbread as well. Oh, because yeah. Gotta love shortbread. Lavender and strawberries shortbread. are mm. just now going out, but you can still get them in some places. So yeah. gotta have that. Truth. Strawberries are your favorite. They are. Yeah. And you're my favorite. So that's a win. And this week we are uh, covering a topic that kind of came out of a conversation we had in the last week. Um, we joined up with our good friends over at By the Bonus By the time years. they're hearing this, it's like three weeks ago. That is true. Yeah. But, for argument's sake, a week ago, or okay. two weeks ago. Um, but uh, with the Bonus Years, we did what we called a bonus cup thing, where we did just a private conversation. You could, you could sign up for that and listen in. Um, and we talked about racial injustice and talked with a black pastor and a, a, a girl who all both had been in our church and talked yeah. about their She experience. just graduated with her pastoral degree. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, she is not currently in ministry. She's working at a nonprofit, but um, has a pastoral degree. Which we are connected to, which was crazy because they yeah. all went through, like... Yeah, it was a little bit awkward in the middle of the webinar. We're having this really beautiful, deep discussion about their experiences as... Um, just people of color and growing up in the church. And um, suddenly she named her organization. We're like, oh, we're a part of that. <laughs> yeah. So it was this little like moment in the middle of. And then he had a connection to it. It was, it it was, was great. Crazy. Yeah. He had used, he had worked for them at one point and then she's working for them currently. We are also, we also work with them. So. But, but out of that conversation, <laughs> um, we got into, I realized that there there inadvertently was a lot of hurt that yeah. they had felt. And some of, not all of it, or very little, if any of it, was from us personally. Sure. But what we real, I realized that a lot of people are hurt by the church. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason we started this podcast was because we kept hearing people walk out of church yeah. and never feel like they, they were heard, yeah. never feel like there was a conversation that, are, that yep. was had. I have friends that have walked away from their faith and said, I was misled this whole time. Yeah. And so. Well, and last week's episode about the sexualization of the gospel, yeah. that has been another big one where people were deeply wounded yeah. by the way they were treated in regards to dating relationships or, or marriage or the language around um, their value, gender, sexuality. Um so there are there are deep hurts there. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
we wanted to just kind of have a more free form conversation a little bit about about that topic of yeah. you know what why does it happen i think that's a good question to ask yeah. i think i think that's a good question i think for anyone that has been hurt by the church to wrestle with mm. um is why did this happen yeah um i think it's really easy to lash out and be angry that it happened many many times rightfully so by the way yeah um, but how do we respond? How do we respond yeah. both people that are still in the church and how do you respond as somebody that has left the church and are angry about the way that you were treated yeah. or mistreated or have seen other people mistreated? Cause sometimes yeah. it's not you that was hurt. It was sometimes somebody that you were close to that was hurt and you were like, I can't do this. I can't stand by yeah. and be part of something that hurts other people. We, we have, we've had both of those experiences where yeah. we, we were both, um, deeply personally hurt by choices made in churches in regards to us as individuals, um, us as a couple. Um, and we have been very hurt um, watching the way that churches have treated people in our family or um, friends that we've had. And in some of those cases, we've had, we've had really awesome church leaders that where we when we made them aware, hey, this really hurt us. Like this was this was not okay. Their reaction was, oh man, oh yeah, I could see why you would be hurt. I actually we weren't we weren't even thinking about that when that went down. Mm. But yeah, I could see why you. I'm. We are so sorry. And then genuinely repented um, for the hurt caused. But there's also been times where those hurts have happened and there is no opportunity um, to call the leadership on it to or to call the individuals. It's not always leaders. Sometimes it's just people. There isn't an opportunity to call those people on it. Or when you do, they're like, suck it. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you respond? How do you I don't want to say get over it because I don't actually mean no, that. No, because you may never get over it in right. that sense. How do you reconcile yeah. that that the church and the leaders of the church are supposed to represent the gospel and that far too often people have experiences in that structure that don't represent what they see the gospel as? Right. And so you can't sometimes get over it. But how do you begin to reconcile for yourself those two things, yeah. which is as much as you and I have ever been able to do? Yeah. So I want to talk first about um, the idea that why does this happen? And the, the simple answer is, well, the church is filled with Yeah, because humans, humans aren't and, good at being human. Right. We're bad yeah. at being human, and so therefore it's bad. And that's true. I think there's a, I mean, that's obviously why that happens at the level that it happens. But I think, I think that there's also an element of understanding that um, in many ways, the modern Western church is filled with type A personalities at the top and um, humility and these things that are characteristics of who Jesus is and who God is and the way that we should act. And even the, the normal disciplines of Christian life. Yeah. They're not applauded. No. They're not sought, and they're not they're not they're not seeked by. We've taken by a Western corporate yeah. model, and we've just copy pasted it over the church. and And Christianity, Christianity, genuine gospel Christianity, is pretty 
subversive. Um, and it does, it should change culture and impact culture. And, and in many cases, um, we've, we as the church and you and I are part of that structure. And so we have to own that we participate in that system that, um, we have applied the sort of corporate climb the ladder, right? When we were in Bible college, people even talked about their different, the degrees they were getting in that, like, well, I'm going to get a general pastoral degree. I'll probably have to start in children's or junior high and high school. And then I'm going to work my way up to an associate pastor and then work my way up to executive pastor or senior pastor as, as if there was like, as if there was a corporate ladder to climb. Yeah. And certainly there will be people who are so mature in their faith that they, they lead leaders. That's awesome. But that's discipleship. That's not hierarchy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, I think that for too long, the, the, we have viewed, um, roles within the church as hierarchical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have the, the king, you know, the, the underlings and then they, you know, the, the, yeah. the court, you know, yeah, the and, king and the queen usually. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what that tends to breed is this idea that um, to, to walk in humility is to fail. Yeah. And, and so oftentimes pastors, people, leadership within church, I don't, I still don't think it's intentional. I don't think that it's hardly ever, is it? Nefarious? Yeah. Like, is it like, well, I'm just going to do this. But a lot of times it is, I need to get these things done. Mm -hmm. And, and I need to make these, again, like a business, I need to make these goals. And so in my search to do that, I oftentimes lose sight of that the goal actually isn't another person in the seat. The goal is that the people in the seat are moving closer to who Christ is. Yeah. And and so And they're we, maturing. Yeah. And they're growing and they yeah. feel healthy and secure. But that's messy and really hard to measure. Yeah. I mean you're going through this a little bit even with within our church of like yeah. like how do you measure success without it being this like yeah. checkbox thing. And there's yeah. an element of both of those that you even said you have to wrestle around with. Yeah. I got I I got called out in a meeting, so I'm I'm on a planning committee, partly due to my um, my like sort of real life job, not a podcast um, planning committee to help develop the education and training around like how do we disciple and how do we use educational principles to grow to better disciple yeah. people, and so I was talking about learning objectives because that's the world I live in, and I rightfully got called out by um, somebody we've known for as long as we've lived in Washington, just about, who is a worship pastor, and and he just said, well, Shauna, I don't like that you're just making a list because all of the type A people are going to come in, and they're going to look at that list, and they're going to run through, and they're just going to make sure their behavior checks every box. And then they're going to come and say, now put me in leadership. Mm. I'm worthy of being in charge of something. I checked all your boxes. And and we as people are much messier than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've, you, it takes a very short Google search to find people who had enormous churches 
who fell hard and far and treated people horrifically, not at all like image bearers, not at all from a gospel standpoint. And, you know, that happens, that happens for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, it perpetuates because of the system we agree to work under. We agree to operate under a hierarchical system. We agree to participate in churches that look like little corporations Hmm. that have tax write-offs. And um, we are grateful to be in a church that acknowledges that and leaders that are doing their darndest um, to begin to shift that, um, which is why we continue to participate and have those meetings where I get rightfully scolded. Yeah, but we also have discourse, right? Even in in in, And so we have broken people trying to lead other broken people, right? Which is the model that we have available to us. Yep. You know, Jesus is not going to come down and lead all of our churches one-on-one, right? That's just not going to happen. No, he he put us in charge of that. We are in charge. And I would argue that this is why the stories of like people like King David and some of these other people that are very broken still being able to be seen differently exist is to help us understand that, listen, you're never going to have a perfect leader. Yeah. And people are going to be hurt. Yep. Now, I say that, but I don't want to discount the hurt that yeah. people feel. And and I, I, we've said this before, but like we've been hurt by the church. Uh-huh. We have been hurt by people in the church that were really good people that wanted to do the right thing, yeah. but the hurt still existed. Yeah. And the and the hurt was still valid. Yeah. And we had every right to be angry. And upset, or disappointed, yeah. and not want it to ever happen to anybody else, and feel indignant. Yeah. Um. And so, if that's you, and you are like, you were either in the midst of hurt from the church, yeah, or you are somebody who has had past hurt from the church. How? What is the right way to react? Yeah. If you're still in that community, and and you you have the ability to go to that person and tell them that's a great place to start that isn't always possible right find a friend to go with you if you need that support again that isn't always possible there are structures where it it would not be safe or okay for you to call out people's behavior um but man, if, if we don't start having one-on-one conversations about this stuff or sending an email or a letter, whatever is safest, it, the structure isn't going to change. Yeah. Um, and so if it is safe for you to do that, um, that would be a great place to start. We have had both success and not success with that. Thankfully, mm-hmm. um, within the current structure we're in, success. Right. We have had success in this current structure, uh, which we are, again, immensely grateful for. What would you say would be the next thing? If, if you're outside of that structure or it's just really not safe to go to the leaders? Um, I think the, the key thing to do is keeping perspective yeah. in the midst of that hurt. And that's a yeah. really hard thing to do. And I say that knowing that I've many times not kept yeah. perspective. Oh, I think maybe we should take a quick tea because we're being a little vague. Oh. When we talk about being hurt, we talk about being emotionally hurt, 
being disappointed, feeling in invalidated, feeling used by the church, feeling used in the sort of like, well, we served and we tithed and you cast us aside. We do not mean oh, this. Yeah. If you have experienced, um, like genuine emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, if you have experienced those things, you run. Go to, run. Go to the proper authorities. Go to a counselor. Get the heck out of there. So we should have maybe said that at the beginning. Um, but just for clarity's sake, when we are talking about hurts in the church, we're talking about the the hurts and the misunderstandings. Even sometimes they are deep hurts and misunderstandings. And sometimes they're even manipulation, right? Like sometimes manipulation yep. happens within the church. And, and But we do not in any way condone if someone is abusing you, you going to that abuser and trying to like get them to change their mind. If you are being physically, right. sexually or directly emotionally abused, get out, go to the proper authority, and go to see a counselor, please. And I would I would even argue, and I, I said this to a friend of mine uh, the other day, um, and he was talking about a church that we went to, and he said, yeah, I, I have issues with this, and I don't feel like we're being used properly, and I don't like this about it. First of all, I actually think there's different churches for different people. Yeah. And so maybe maybe just find separation from yeah. that situation yeah. to gain perspective. Yeah. And I think that that is usually the best thing to do. Now, the worst thing you can do, though, is find separation and go be by yourself or be with people that all just agree with you or or feel the same way. And then you commiserate together and you create like your little your little party over here that's going to go and burn the church down to the ground, yeah. right? Like that, that's a, to me, that is counterintuitive. Yeah. Seek, seek distance to, to find rest, restoration in that. Yeah. Not to abandon it and to, to throw stones. At yeah. It. Um, cause I think that is a common. You take one experience and you chuck, everything right over the singular experience or you take multiple experiences and yeah. you go this this is why we can't have this anymore this yep. is why this shouldn't exist anymore this is why you know mm. and it, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous game because all you're doing is you're actually playing to your own emotions and and like we talked about last week where sex we can give too much weight weight you can give your emotions a little too much weight too. Mm -hmm. And I think that stopping and stepping back and going, am I just being emotional because I'm hurt, which is yeah. valid? Yeah. Or am I hurt and I'm being emotional and I need to gather myself and go. To okay, go address the hurt. To do it, go address yeah. the hurt so I can actually make forward progress yeah. on this. I think it's... What's interesting to me is the idea of expectations within this, because you were saying there's different churches for different people, and we've acknowledged a couple times that we believe that women are just as capable. Sorry. It's uh, great. Um, just as capable of being fully licensed, ordained lead pastors as men are. And that is not a view shared by quite a few Christian denominations. Um we would be, we would likely be hurt, especially with two daughters trying to operate in a denomination that had that theological principle. 
Hmm. And we would be hurt because our expectation and our perspective would not be shared. And so it would not matter how much we love those leaders. It would not matter how much those leaders love God and want to do well. If we disagree on that theological point, we're going to spend our whole time there frustrated and upset and hurt. Um, And so I think one of the ways we're talking not about what other people should do to get over it, because that's not a thing. You don't need to just get over it. No. But you and I, how have we reconciled the hurts that have happened to us? Um, we have had opportunity to find restitution and reconciliation in some cases. In the other cases, examining my expectations yeah. and then adjusting my experience has helped a lot with that. I've I've looked back on a couple of the um, places we served or we led and I just think, man, that was such a crappy experience for <laughs> that me. That was not the word you were No, it wasn't. And I was thinking whether or not we can even <laughs> say that word on this podcast. Nope. It was such a crappy experience for me. Oh, why was that a crappy experience for me? Huh. Because I'm a girl. Oh. Well, if I use the lens that it would not have occurred, occurred to the leaders of that time, to give a female the kind of platform I wish I would have been given or leadership investment or opportunity, what did they do? And I can look back on that and I can see ways that certain leaders, man, did they game the system. They wore, they bent those rules as far <laughs> sideways as they could right. to make sure that I got as much investment Um, as much opportunity as they possibly could under the framework we were in. And so was I hurt by the limits I had to operate under? Yeah. Does it frustrate me that it put me back 10 or 15 years compared to maybe a male counterpart? My brother and I just talked about this. The opportunities he was given that they never gave me, despite me having a clear gifting in an Mm. area where he, for him, it's, he can, he can kind of do it. Um, and I, I could be really angry about that. And I was for a while, like, man, that sucked that I had to fight uphill, but I've chosen because I can't go back and change that system. And I can't go back and do anything about it. I've chosen to see what ways did the leaders believe and invest in me to the degree that the system they were in allowed them to. Yeah. And that that works. I also think that looking and and just like you have to look at the system that they were given, understand the scenario that they are in as well. Yeah. I think sometimes like we've we've had discussions about bad situations that we've been in. Yeah. And we go and and we start feeling I, I don't mean this I don't I'm not saying people that are hurt, but we start feeling sorry for ourselves, right? We start going, yeah. "Man, that was tough." I, and yeah. it totally Man, those was. people totally were mean to us. That yeah. was not okay. And then we stop and we go, oh, wow. I'd never realized that that person, that pastor, that leader, they were going through this thing over here. Yeah. Oh, the reason they were acting that way, the reason they were acting even out of character for themselves was not because they're a terrible person, but because they were in a terrible situation too. Yeah. And, and you, you have a, 
you have a better understanding of mercy yeah on them yeah. and and i think sometimes we need to to seek mercy yeah. for the people that have hurt us yep not because they not even because they deserve it no but because that's what we're asked to do in many ways yeah and go wow that was you hurt a lot of people yeah. You treated a lot of people poorly. Yeah. You did a lot of bad things. Yeah. You must have been in a really boat broken state in your life to be able to do that yeah. and continue to perform. <laughs> yeah. Um, that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't mean that yeah. that it's that it's not bad, but I think that um you know, I again going back to that story as I listen to people that were hurt by the scenarios of things around them. At no point did I go, well, you don't understand. It was hard on the people that treated you that way. I'm no. not saying that. But what I did say was, man, we have a long way to go as a, as a community, as a church, yeah. to bring this back. Yeah. And, and just as much as the person that is hurt needs restoration, the person that hurt also needs some type of restoration. Yeah. And so we should be looking to that and going, man, how do we, how do we fix this? Yeah. How do we be better, right? Yeah. In the midst of everything going on right now with Black Lives Matter and and the discussion about racial injustices, I start looking to to the systems that were built around it and going, man, how do we address those systems? Yeah. How do we address the leadership so that they have the tools to be able to make good choices so that yeah. this stuff doesn't continue to hurt people around us? Yeah. So that our churches don't hurt those around us. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's like a little mic drop moment, except for ours are on booms, so they won't drop. They just hang here. They just hang here. Uh, but yeah, wow. I, obviously, I agree with you on that. And I think it comes back to um, you and I have been reading um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and we've been reading um, Rare Leadership, and then um, Restored is next on the list. Um, and that concept of when we have a structure that has hierarchies, ways to climb the ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Ways to move up in the pay scale, ways to move up in the influential scale. Um, and far too often that doesn't have anything to do with um, how many people you've helped mature. It's often about how dynamic you are yeah. or how cutthroat you are or how many um, butts and seats. And what what that does is it sets up a system that, that doesn't value health and maturity over everything. And it's really unkind to the people who have to succeed in that system too. Yeah. Because there are really brilliant theologians and pastors and teachers who don't ever get the opportunity to operate in their gifts because they're not the right type A. Hmm. And there's unfortunately a lot of type A people who should be out succeeding in the corporate world and loving Jesus and building businesses who, for whatever reason, felt compelled to go into pastoral vocation and they're trapped and they're dissatisfied but they're successful and that's not healthy. It's not healthy for them or their families. And it's really not healthy for the people that they lead. And, and I think that's the key, right? The people that they lead are getting 
a lesser than experience and yeah. and they're being and they're living a lesser than life yeah that's not what they were wired to do just because they're you know like being a great speaker doesn't necessarily mean you should be compelled to do that right yeah. and or really great pastors and teachers have to become de facto salesmen mm. to to meet their bills because we don't value broad community. We don't value saying, listen, you can be just as God called. You can be just as um, kingdom minded being a nurse or a, a construction company owner or a plumber or a lawyer or the director of communications or the VP of communications or whatever it is, right? Like, all of those things are just as much church vocations as as actually being paid by the church. Mm. And I think if we began to see um, that we may currently and maybe for the next 50 years still need pastors whose primary paycheck comes from a church structure, I'm not going to hate on that by itself. But I will say that I think it's unfortunate for the people that have to operate within that because of what it, because of what it does, yeah. what it demands of them um, compared to what they're actually called to do. Or yeah. it traps people who aren't called to do it but feel the need to carry on the legacy or like you and I experienced, when you're the good Christian kid, that's what you do. Yeah. So if you are someone who... Um, experienced hurt um join the club (laughs) (laughs) but no but but honestly like to see you here yeah we we understand it is it is messed up that it happens and that it continues to happen and it's not okay um but i would encourage you to seek restoration if that is not with that person maybe it is with your thought process maybe you seek restoration with what does what does a healthy, what do I want from a healthy church? And what do I expect from this? And seek those things out, find the steps, talk to somebody, talk to somebody that listens to this show or talk to us and say, Hey, I have had this happen. How do I, how do I restore my way of thinking about this? How do I, how do I find wholeness in the midst of this and not just walk away from it? Yeah. Um, Because I think it's really important that, um, that we react in in as healthy of a way as we hoped that other person would have acted. Yeah, that's great. As Corey said, we'd love to hear from you. Um, hear your stories, hear your experiences, apologize if we need to um, for ourselves or for just the systems that are. Uh, we are willing to listen. You can find us on all social platforms, but especially Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. And of course, you can find us on um, our webpage, which is breadandcuppodcast.com. Look forward to talking to you soon. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm.